everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gems podcast. And this is a show where we like to talk about a streaming service and the hidden gems that you can watch on that service. And it's a lot of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again. Few brain cells less because uh, over on my channel, myself, Jacob Martin and Jacob Collins from 3D Movie Cinema did a watch along of Battlefield Earth. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it's everything that has been advertised over the years. I've it's never horrible. Seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of the worst, like worst <laughs> ever made, worst sci-fi ever made. If worst <laughs> is ever in the conversation, it is certainly it. If there's one highlight that myself, Jacob Martin, and Jacob Collins, we just like just had a great time, just like bouncing off of each other. Jacob Collins went on several unasked for rants about how Scientology is really bad, which I mean. You know, hey, hey, ho, ho. But I mean, just <laughs> it, it, the replays yeah. on my channel. If you all are interested, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, that would be something else. <laughs> yeah, but um, <clears throat> but I uh, I have I've been having a great time doing the watch alongs. I did one for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation with Jacob Martin. Did the Battlefield Earth one. I I'm thinking I want to incorporate more of those just maybe over time i've got a big one planned for july with a certain movie that's celebrating its 15 year anniversary this year i will say no more but it's pretty important but that's mm -hmm. down the road but i've been having a ton of i've ha been having a ton of fun doing it cool yeah if y'all like watch alongs cheap plug uh the patron uh we do every month we do a watch along or q a uh, it's usually a Hallmark or Hallmark-like movie because that's the connections that I have. But uh, they're pretty fun to watch along to watch along with the star or the director or the writer or somebody like that and hear about you know how it all came together. Uh, and we just had in January we had James Denton on, which was a pretty big get for us because he's not on like socials or anything like. And uh, he listened to our recap our. Our, our episode on his uh, movie last year and he reached out to us because uh and it was super nice and uh anyway we interviewed him for hallmarkies and he agreed to come and do the watch along uh so that was pretty pretty cool to have uh someone like him uh on so if you if you're interested in how movies are made uh you should check out the patreon because we, we have another really fun one coming up in february uh that's uh that's that's gonna be good so so like I said, cheap plug. Check it out. It's good. <laughs> who's uh who's the most famous person in the Hallmark world that you've ever had for a watch along or just on their or, period? I think you might have told me. Ooh, um, for the watch along, it's probably well, I don't know. Like we had Mary Lou Henner on. She's pretty pretty famous. She's been on a lot of shows and things. Um, but so probably her, James Denton. I mean, he was on Desperate Housewives. He's pretty pretty popular. Um, trying to think who else. <laughs> uh, we've had a lot. It's like it's it it's nice to have the writers on because they they can tell you they're fun to watch for a watch long because even if they're not like famous because they've they can tell you the whole scope from the very ideas you know to the finished product. So, so some of the best watch alongs we've had have been with the writers, some of the best interviews. Um, as far as the most famous person I've interviewed, 
Um, mm, Would it be the RRR guy? Yeah, I mean, certainly in the moment, that's true. For uh, Also, I interviewed Fran Drescher. She's pretty famous. I have twice. She's pretty, I would say, pretty famous. She's you know, also pr- president of SAG-AFTRA at the moment, so. Yeah, it would be really cool if you and Michelle got, like, someone from Hardland on and you watched, like, one or two episodes and have, like, running commentary going yeah. on. That could be fun. That could be fun. I mean, yeah, Amber Marshall's our most popular interview by far. Like, I think it has over 50,000 views. Uh, just in the views, not the downloads. Oh, um. Wow. Yeah, so her interviews, we've done her, we've had her twice. Anybody from Heartland does super well. They're, they're on, they're on a, they're listening to interviews. Even people like we interviewed uh, this actor named Lucian River, and uh, he was a child actor who was on the show for two years. And I didn't know if the interview would do that well because he hadn't been on the show for at least two years. So it'd been a while. So I, I, you know, I just didn't think, but he was so great one of my favorite interviews he was so great but uh but um but anyway his did super well so that made me happy um i interviewed katie lee bagel from um from food network she's on the kitchen and that was a pretty pretty big one um i interviewed danica mckeller she's pretty popular but anyway (laughs) uh it's it's fun uh, Holly Robinson Pete, she was a pretty big get. But uh, but yeah, so check out the Patreon, <laughs> and I'm glad you're doing those because I do think it's it's fun. Like it's interesting because when I'm when I'm watching a movie for fun, I get a certain thing out of it. When I'm watching it for the podcast and taking detailed notes, I get a certain thing out of it. And uh, but when I'm doing it for the watch along, it's like you get even another thing. So there's all these different ways to watch movies, which is fun. Yeah, and it really helps because Jacob and I, we just, we just like, we just have a chemistry with each other that yeah. is it, just makes it even better. So I've been having, I've been having fun doing that. Most cool. of the stuff in theaters has been very enjoyable. Saw a man called Otto. Uh, I yeah, took my mom think? to it. Took my mom to it, and that was that movie was a bowl of chicken soup for the soul. I mean, that movie was just. <laughs> I cried. Yeah, I was not ready because I've read the book and I love the book to pieces, but yeah. I was just, I'm like, wow, they made about as good of an American version of this movie as you could probably ever ask for. Yeah, I agree. And and if people want to watch the Swedish version of the movie, uh, that's on Canopy. If our friends over at Canopy have it. So, but yeah, I agree that I, I think it was about as good as it as we could have expected i i wasn't sure about the casting when they announced tom hanks i was like that's very strange casting but i thought he did a good job yeah you see the secret of of a man called ove why the book works is that ove is a grump but there's a lot of tragedy behind his grumpiness like, yes behind his heart is like a thousand thousand pounds of blast plating because he's like i've been hurt before and i will never be hurt again and they captured that wholeheartedly with Tom Hanks. Yeah, and it, really, he's just given up. He's given up on, he just wants to be with his his wife, and he's just sad. Yeah, so. and 
all those little quirks and eccentricities of be like attending the HOA meetings, being the whole get off my yard. There's a great sadness to it in this yeah. one. Like we all have encountered an auto or some person, especially if you've worked in like retail or something like yeah. that. Like I, I work in a library and I have encountered quite a few people who are just like that. They're like, you library people. Da, 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 da. It's very very on brand but mm -hmm. you know well speaking of uh speaking of man called auto i got to preview or review i guess that movie on uh good things utah this last weekend i did uh good things i mean i did man called auto i did plane women talking and the um wedding veil inspiration for hallmark it's my first time going on the show I've never done live TV before, so I was pretty nervous, but uh, I think it turned out pretty good. No, yeah, you crushed it. I watched the <laughs> whole thing and uh, like they should hire you. They should like bring you on as a regular. All right, let's bring Rachel in. Tell us what we should and shouldn't watch. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. That would be that would be amazing. They were super nice. I I enjoyed it. So uh, I I think I will be on every two weeks. So uh, I mean, I, I guess they haven't officially given, that was my tryout, but they said, they commented on the video. They said, uh, you did a fantastic job. So I'm guessing they liked it. We'll see. <laughs> they would be crazy not to have you back. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about the streaming service for this week. Who, who are we talking about? What are we talking about? We're talking about Paramount Plus and there's actually some stuff They've been talking about like Tulsa King, which have mm -hmm. gotten quite a bit of steam. And I haven't seen it because I'm currently working my way through Yellowstone and I am greatly enjoying it. Yeah. And but, Yellowstone uh, is like all over the place. It's on like certain seasons or on Amazon, certain seasons or, or some. I feel like it's confusing. It's very weird. Just kind of <laughs> it's but uh, but Paramount Plus is um, it, it's got Top Gun Maverick now on there. So they've got secretly some heavy heavy bullets in the chamber yes yeah and some of my picks are actually on showtime you have to get a an additional you have to pay an additional fee for showtime so maybe that's a bit of a cheat but whatever <laughs> i just wanted to talk about them <laughs> i mean viacom i assume owns showtime so it fits under the same umbrella yeah. It's there. You can watch on the app. So I think it counts. But uh, but yeah, let's dive in. Let's talk about some hidden gems. Of course, Top Gun Maverick would not be considered a hidden gem, <laughs> but no, we both enjoyed like, it. <laughs> like number six on like the highest grossing movies of all time now. By <laughs> right. this point. Yes. So what is your first pick? So my first choice is a horror film from last year. And this is walking the tightrope. But I think because 2021 was, or 2021, 2022 was such a great year for horror. There was like several ones where I was like, they really outdid themselves. And one of the ones that was a very pleasant surprise was Smile. And I remember seeing the trailer for this and I was like, this is gonna be crap. Just the the general tone. I, I thought it was gonna be a sequel to that really terrible Blumhouse film called Truth or Dare, where the victims smile like, like that before they do it. And it's just gonna be really bad. I was pleasantly surprised by Smile. It actually was quite effective. And 
it really did a good job of just weaving in this psychological torment of the stuff going on while not diving into the cheesy or too deep into the over the top. The ending yeah. is not the best. I don't know if I should spoil it. It's been a few months, but I think the best I can describe it is it's a very annoying trope in horror slash movies in general that is like one of those things where you're just like, oh, come on, are you serious? Like it's it's one of those things where it's incredibly annoying. I, Rachel, should I say it? I feel like I should say what I'm talking about. Well, let's... I haven't seen it yet, so and I might okay, actually catch up on it. So let let's let's not spoil it, but uh, but <clears throat> just enough to know that you didn't care. You were mixed on the ending. Is that fair? It kind of reminded me of a worse version of fourteen oh eight, which is a very underrated Stephen King movie starring mm-hmm. John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. But uh, but Smile was a thousand times better than it had any right to be. That's that's my thesis. Yeah. Yeah. I think this came out when I was traveling either at D23 or, or New York film festival. So I missed it. Cause I did try to see most of the, uh, not like super graphic, um, horror movies last year, but I missed this one. Um, so yeah, but I've heard from quite a few people that it was surprised them that it was fun. Yeah. And considering the fact that the victims die smiling, like that like this like <laughs> by all accounts it shouldn't have worked yeah but it yeah. it somehow did it really did it's not perfect mm-hmm. but when it hits it hits a home run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what was your favorite horror of 2022 a uh, barbarian i did not see the twist in that movie coming it, it was yeah. It was very effective in the lead up. And then when it happened, it was like the thing happens. And then you go to Justin Long, just driving in his car on the, on the, on the Pacific coast highway. You're like, what? What? (laughs) And the casting was so key in that movie. I mean, casting Bill Skarsgård keeps you wondering like what is happening? Cause you expect him to be like an outright villain. Uh, but then also Justin Long, he's so likable as an actor. So the fact he's playing this kind of smarmy Me Too guy is really like is is just brilliant casting. Yeah, without a doubt. And Justin Long, I've seen him in more than a few movies now. He is very good when he's yeah. given the right material. I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed him in Live Free or Die Hard, which is a Die Hard movie. The, the That's the PG-13 one where everyone was like, oh, it's PG-13, ergo it's bad. I'm like, no, it's not. It, it actually kind of predicted the whole techno thing, not the techno thing, but the technology thing that we're kind of living through now. Basically, the, pl- the bad guy's plan is to hack into every computer shut it down and then steal all the money so it's not too far-fetched through a 2023 (laughs) lens that's my point Mm. yeah no i agree i mean i like him and he's just not that into you uh which i think is sort of a little bit of an underrated uh rom-com but he's just any he's just a very likable actor but anyway my favorite was the menu but i did enjoy barbarian quite a bit so I, I mean, can't go wrong. That's my favorite movie of last year. I wouldn't call it a straight horror movie. It has definitely horror tendencies, but I would consider more of a, a thriller. But that's just me personally. 
Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, it does have some pretty bloody parts, though. Yeah, especially. I mean, it seems like that's the big. I always, I don't understand the difference between thriller and horror, to be honest. But, uh, but it seems like from what I've heard from people, the big difference is is how bloody is it. That's the that's what makes something horror versus thriller. I mean, Nicholas Holt. What happens to him in that movie? Oh, goodness! One guy shoots himself right. So anyway. uh but uh but yeah those are both good movies from last year uh my talk about our hard left as as you like to say um my first choice is uh sense sensibility from 1996 and this movie or 95 excuse me 95 i just watch rewatched it for uh the every uh another plug for the patreon I every week I review a movie from the AFI 100 films, 100 passions, 100 movies, 100 passions list. Uh, And uh, so since sensibility was this week, so I rewatched it and it's really great. I, I think it has one of the great movie cries. Uh, So few movies have like true ugly crying, the kind of crying that actually we do when you start crying, you know, where you're like, (laughs) you know, that's you almost never see that and i think it's because it's really hard to fake like you have to get to that emotional spot and so it's easier just to have like a teardrop come down the you know your eye or just to start crying a little bit but when emma thompson at the end of the movie when she starts when she starts crying uh it's so good it's so real and i think her screenplay is excellent it's excellent adaptation kate winslet is is great as always and it's beautifully made. I mean, it's hard to believe that Ang Lee is this this the same guy who did like a Hulk movie who did like he's just amazing. And uh, I I even like little things in the movie, like uh, Hugh Laurie's performance. It's just like this little side character, but he's really funny. <laughs> uh and just disdained. He's like a Gordon Ramsay of, <laughs> of Jane Austen. All of that I like. The only nitpick I have with the movie is that Eleanor is supposed to be 19. And Emma Thompson was 36 when she made the movie. And so they try to make it up by talking about how Eleanor is an old maid and and all those things. But that's not in the book. She's not an old maid in the book. Uh, And so I don't love... I kind of wish she had cast someone else for her screenplay. But she does the cry so good that I can't be that mad. Uh, and I think she has great chemistry with Kate Winslet. That's my only nitpick. I love the movie. It's one of my, it's would be in my like top 100 favorite movies of all time. Yeah. You know, the thing about Ang Lee is that he's someone who should be considered like in the Robert Wise, like area of directors with wild swings in terms of genre. It's really fun. You don't know what to expect from him. Yeah, I, I have not seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I know I'm bad. I should see it, and I will one day. <laughs> but I loved Life of Pi. I think that movie is really underrated, especially some scenes where the ship sinks and Pi actually yeah. sees the ship going down. Ooh. Yeah, he did stuff. win. I think he won Best Director for that movie. But yeah, uh, but yeah. it's crazy that no one remembers that. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, Sense Sensibility is pretty popular. So, uh, you know, and there's the Austinites, but uh, but still, 
I thought it was worth bringing up and it is one of the Showtime ones. So you have to have the Showtime membership uh, for Paramount Plus. But uh, what's your next pick? So my next choice is a movie from 1999. It's a James Bond movie and I love me some James Bond. So I had to include this, especially because there's a school of thought that Pierce Brosnan only did like one good James Bond movie. There is another one. It's called Tomorrow Never Dies. This was starring Brosnan, Michelle Yeoh, and Jonathan Price. And the villain of the movie, played by Jonathan Price, basically is this Rupert Murdoch-esque news mogul who wants to use his news network to steer the world into World War III. And considering the times that we live in now, it's pretty relevant just how, just how that is. Just be like, that could kind of happen strangely <laughs> enough. It's it works because Jonathan Price is a really good actor, but just the commentary has aged kind of well. Like this is a James Bond movie that I will say is definitely better than people make it out to be. It's Brosnan was a very good Bond, but he was not given the best material to work with. It was like GoldenEye and then like two ones that people forgot about and then Die Another Day. Then so i feel which is the one with christmas with um denise richards that was die another day unfortunately yeah that one's bad yeah that one bottom of the barrel right there so i kind of feel bad for him because it was like die another day kind of killed the series and then daniel craig is like all right let's do casino royale and bring things back which he did and martin campbell but tomorrow never dies i feel like it's slept on too much and i think it's an incredibly underrated Bond movie. It's one of those that its commentary has aged very well. The action is a lot of fun. Lucy Liu is great. I, or wait, I'm I'm going to speak too soon. I said Lucy Liu. I believe it is Michelle Yeoh. Let me check. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh. And I was wrong about the year. It's 97, not 99. That was... So uh, the Denise Richards one is The World Is Not Enough. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking of Halle Berry. I'm getting my Bond girls confused. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, Michelle Yeoh is Y Lin in Tomorrow Never Dies. And of course, it's Michelle Yeoh, so she's great. And yeah, I this movie's criminally underrated, especially in yeah. Bond action movies. Call whatever you want. Yeah, I haven't seen very many James Bond movies. I've seen, I think, all of the, uh, I guess, Pierce Brosnan's. I've seen all of the Daniel Craig's and then just like a few others here and there. Uh, but, uh, but I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen a single one with Roger Moore. I haven't seen, I think I've only seen maybe one with Sean Connery. I, it is a franchise that I haven't seen that many. I don't, it's not like something I love, but when it's, when it's done well, the action and everything, it can be fun um i don't know this new series uh i i thought was i i appreciated that they like made bond a more fully fledged character he wasn't just like a womanizer um but uh but yeah the um the i don't think that uh, have i seen this one tomorrow never dies i i don't know i know i've seen golden eye and i know i've seen the denise richards one <laughs> Yeah, well, in terms of Roger Moore, the two ones that are required viewing are Live and Let Die and The Man with the Golden Gun. You can take or leave the rest. Mm. Okay, that's good to know. 
good to know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just don't remember what I saw in the um, 90s. <laughs> but I remember, I remember seeing that I just that that the Denise Richards one that she was named Christmas. Oh, believe me, that's not the craziest <laughs> name that a Bond girl has been given in Goldfinger. The Bond girl's name is Pussy Galore. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Goldfinger is one of my favorite Bond movies, but I just, even when I saw it as like a nine-year-old, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's, that's really funny. That's a double I, meaning. <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter, whenever I am tweeting about puss in boots because you know how much i love that movie the last wish um it always gets this like sensitive content warning <laughs> i'm like I always, <laughs> I always have to appeal it and i'm like it's a movie for children <laughs> context twitter context yes. <laughs> uh, all right well my next choice is a movie from last year it's called devotion and this isn't like a great movie. This is like a solid movie. This is like a three-star movie. The thing I like about it is that it tells the story of this man who uh, was um, shot down a fighter pilot in the Korean War. And we don't know that much about the Korean War. We don't talk that much about the Korean War. So it's like interesting on that level. And Glenn Powell is you know, great. He plays his, this guy's best friend, um, fellow, uh, fellow Navy pilot. Uh, and then Jonathan Majors, very good as this true story, this man, it is a little slow. The movie could, could, could use a little bit of tightening. Um, especially like the long section where they're in, um, oh, like, where are they? It's like, um, Oh, one of those fancy places in Europe. I can't think of the name. A Luxembourg or someplace like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a long section with that. Uh, with they run into Elizabeth Taylor. Um, but I still thought that overall it was worth seeing. Is like a just as to learn about history and to see two pretty good performances. I think. Yeah, this year is going the 2023 is going to be the year of Jonathan Majors because that dude is going is going to be in Ant-Man. He's going to be the villain in Creed 3 and who knows what else he's going to be in because like I'm I'm so looking forward to Creed 3 and Ant-Man that Ant-Man movie gets better the more I look at it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean especially after what he did in Oh, you didn't watch Loki, but he was in Loki uh as, as our first introduction to kong and he was great in that it was really good but that was just like one variant of kong in loki so i'm really curious to see what the other variants are of him yeah i've seen clips so i know what i'm walking into i know yeah. the i know the context yeah uh so i think this is worth seeing even if it's not perfect yeah, this is one that I missed for whatever reason. I guess it just fell right under my radar mm -hmm. because I do earnestly try and see as many new releases as I can, but some I just yeah. can't get to for one sure. reason or another. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody can see everything. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, I saw a, what, a, including rewatches, I saw over 600 movies last year and there are still a lot that I missed. 
people like, were outraged that I that Megan is the first killer doll movie I've ever seen. I I've not ever seen a um child's play movie. I've never seen an Annabelle movie. I've never seen. They were like, "What?" I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't see a lot of horror. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not really your bag. I know that. <laughs> and I think as long as you in your review you state your context you know that people know okay this is this is where she's coming from then i think that's fine you know yeah exactly yeah yeah <clears throat> anyway what do you have next so my next choice is a movie from 2004 and this is just a piece of my childhood because i read all of these books and i have not seen this movie in a long time but i do remember liking it it is lemony snicket's a series of unfortunate events this is this is based on the first book, I believe. They cram a couple of the books into one, but this is based on the on the book series by the fictional author Lemony Snicket. But basically, it follows the Pevensey children. Their house burns down, and so then they are entrusted to their Count Olaf, or their loose relative, Count Olaf, uh, played by Jim Carrey in this one. And basically, Count Olaf is just a horrible person who just wants their inheritance, which they have not received yet, they, but they will receive when they are older. And basically, in the books, it's a series of just Count Olaf trying to do several disguises and things to where he's like, I'm going to get the money now, but then is just stymied at every turn. And it basically involves Mr. Poe, who is this social worker type, shipping the kids off to various places just to keep them, and it just never works. The books are a lot of fun, more fun than I'm probably describing them, but this movie is actually a lot of fun. I'm surprised they were able to get Jim Carrey for this because, I mean, it's Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey things. He's a little bit past the 90s prime, but he's still, you know, doing his Jim Carrey stuff, and it's fun. They got Meryl Streep for this as they're on Josephine. And I mean, it's Meryl Streep, so she's good. But it's just crazy to think about how she's like multiple time at Oscar winner, many, many times over nominated. And yet she's doing a movie called Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Crazy stuff. Yeah. But she well, she's, she's not like, she's not that highbrow. I mean, you think oh, no, about I, I know that. Both, just... both Mamma Mia movies. No, no, I do know that, but it just, again, it's just weird knowing the context of the books yeah. that she would be involved in something yeah. like this. Because the books well, get even crazier than this movie, if you can yeah. One, and I've never seen the movie, but I, I kind of get maybe her performance is kind of like what she did in Into the Woods, maybe. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a well, little bit of... Sort of like that. Her character is this kind of hemophiliac she's afraid of everything so because like her house like the oven will burst into flames if she uses it so it's it's very weird kind of like that and really the premise of the books and they do touch on it in the movies that these pevensey kids get shipped off to even worse places like i believe in the fourth or fifth book they get sent to this boarding school where the where the headmaster like forces them to listen to his crappy violin playing and he lit and he eats these hard candies that are so loud to the point where like close your mouth but you know he runs the place so he doesn't care and then they get sent off to this place where they have to like shuck oysters or not shuck oysters but do something with fish it's it's a whole thing 
<laughs> I'd be here all day, but yeah. <laughs> but I have not seen the Neil Patrick Harris one. I've heard sort of good things, so I might see yeah. one day. But I do remember enjoying this Jim Carrey one. Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes, and uh, it's very well done, very well made. I've never read the books, but my sisters were really into them. They they were big fans. Well, my next choice uh, is definitely a tough sit. It's a hard movie to watch, but I think worthwhile. Um, it's called Attica, and this is a documentary uh, about the prison uprising rebellion in Attica Prison in New York State in 1971. And uh, it it does get pretty, there are some pretty graphic videos of what happens to the guards and even some of the prisoners and other things like that with the uprising. I don't know how they got that footage. I don't even in um unbelievable uh they have a lot of interviews uh with the survivors um inmates family um all of that and uh it's it's it is brutal but it is very like you learn a lot and it's um moving and uh you know part of history to to learn about and uh so i think it's worth watch it was very well done very well put together but just no going going into it this is a tough set yeah kind of yeah this is this is one of those harsh ones where it's like it really happened you should watch it yeah but it's gonna suck <laughs> right exactly yeah exactly <laughs> so uh and it's, it's just amazing i don't know how they uh they got all this footage it's just unbelievable like yeah it's filming why did they how did they get it it's amazing yeah it's the thing with these documentaries that i just consistently ask myself is like with i mean like summer of soul i get it they were preserving this for posterity i get that but some of these i'm just like who snuck cameras into this prison and like how does this footage look so good in like 71 <laughs> unbelievable I, it is really amazing so i think it's it's worth a watch but uh what about you what's your next so my next choice is a music biopic from 2021 and it is called respect and i've been kind of harsh on music biopics in the past but maybe it was because they got jennifer hudson to voice or not the voice but to play aretha franklin and she's excellent in this that it just gets it the cut above for me this is the this is the music biopic on aretha franklin do i even really need to say who she is she's just one of the greatest of all time her voice is just incredible it no matter what era pick any era she just she just was always on point and just one of those act one of those singers that just go out of your way and watch the kennedy center performance of her doing natural woman in front of her friend carol kane that well, is- that was a problem though in the movie. I think is that they showed that real, that real performance, and so it made it. I think that was a mistake because you had that to compare it to, compare the movie to, and it's like shouldn't have shown us that because it was. It just made the movie not look as good to me. Yeah, I can kind of understand that, but uh, but they did get a pretty good cast for this. I mean, Jennifer Hudson, like I mentioned. You have Forrest Whitaker as C.L. Franklin, and then Marlon Wayans, surprisingly, is in this, who I did not expect to see, but 
he's yeah. in this as well. And like I said, I've been harsh on music biopics in the past, but I don't know what it is about this one. Maybe I took my mom to see it, so it was like good feeling. Maybe it's because it was 2021 and theaters had just opened back up. So I'm like, come to me. So maybe it was <laughs> something like that, but I just like this one. I did. Mm-hmm. I can understand why I didn't go fresh on it because I felt like the movie, uh, I wish that it had just been about her like adult life or maybe like her first album or something like that because the um, I thought they handled all of the um, stuff with her with her children um, and her being a you know having been having children at like 14 and 15 years old. Um, I thought they handled that very poorly. And uh, I, I was like, if you're going to take that on, if you're going to include that part of her life, you need to, you need to talk about it more. You need to, I don't know, you need to handle it better than they handled it, I thought. Okay, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, they, it, it's- yeah, like, this is like a big deal. And they just like brushed over, like, this is, a like, I was shocked. I didn't know that about her, um, that she had, you know, children at, as a teenager, um and uh i don't know i just felt like <coughs> if you're gonna take that on you need to do better yeah that definitely makes sense you know it's scary to think because i remember and i can't remember where i read this or listened to this but oprah winfrey had like a child at, when she was like 12 or 13 and she lost the baby i can't remember what mm-hmm. the context was of it but i remember reading about it and i'm like wow that that's just horrible like what yeah. happened yeah, I mean it, but I I agree with some of the positives. I'm obviously Jennifer Hudson's amazing, and uh, yeah, Marlon Wayans is pretty good in that. Yeah, so well, my next pick is uh, a movie that a lot of people just dismissed because of the trailer. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog, and uh, this movie is actually really cute. It's a cute movie about a little girl who gets a dog and it ends up being this Clifford the Big Red Dog and it's her story about it's their story about them and this big dog and if you like movies about dogs boy and her dog girl and her dog in this case then you'll enjoy this it's cute (laughs) it's got uh Jack Whitehall who's fun it's got Tony Hale David Allen Greer John Cleese it's a simple movie. It's it's about this little girl and her dog. That's a big dog. <laughs> but it's cute. You know, it's strange. We're in this era like Clifford, the big red dog movies and Lyle Lyle Crocodile. That got a movie last mm-hmm. year. We're getting a Harold and the Purple Crayon movie later on this year. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, and I liked I liked Lyle Lyle. I probably liked that better because it had songs, you know, and I'm a sucker for musical uh but uh but they're they're pretty close pretty similar yeah next thing you know we're gonna get like a berenstein bears move <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if that's in development <laughs> at all yeah, i know i work <laughs> in a library berenstein bears moves quite a bit yeah i would say pete the cat also but pete the cat's on amazon now mm, i loved the berenstein bears growing up i read those all the time uh what is uh your last pick so my last choice going back to the 60s now and it's one of my dad's favorite war movies the dirty dozen 
So this was directed by Robert Alt Robert Aldrich. I almost said Robert Altman. Robert Aldrich. <laughs> that would be a different movie. <laughs> for sure. But he directed the original The Longest Yard starring Burt Reynolds and the original Whatever Happened to What Happened to Baby Jane. But this movie has a really big cast of who was big in like the late 60s. Lee Marvin, Ernest Borgnine, Charles Bronson, who would go on to bigger things with the Death Wish movies. Uh, Jim Brown, who was a big football player and then got really big in the acting world. And this movie is about Lee Marvin recruiting essentially prisoners of war who are either going to be serving really long sentences or will be executed. They've like the lowest of the low. But basically, it's like that movie Triple X with Sam Jackson and Vin Diesel. Take these criminals who have nowhere else to go and then mold them into something else with the promise of, hey, we'll reduce your sentence or we'll even let you go if you help us. So Give it's, them guns. Great idea. <laughs> it, I mean, it's World War II, so you got to <laughs> stop the Nazis. So traditional yeah. thinking goes out the window there. But I've <laughs> yeah. always enjoyed this movie. My dad and I have always gotten a kick out of it. Lee Marvin was just fantastic in his day. It just the banter between everyone involved is just so much fun. It's not the greatest war movie ever, but whenever whenever I think about it, I was like, that's some fuzzy memories there. I've never seen it. Of course, I've heard about it, but I, I've never seen this one. So one of these days, I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, my last pick is one of my favorite movies from 2022. I've talked about it all the time, uh, and it is in the Showtime a part of paramount plus but you can watch it on canopy for free if you want it's called hit the road and hit the road is a iranian film and it's by director pana panahi this is his debut film his father for i think it's farrar panahi i think is his name his father's a celebrated iranian filmmaker and he's actually in jail right now. He's been in jail a number of times. Uh, and uh, and he keeps putting out really great films. And here's Hit the Road from his son. And I just loved this movie. Uh, it's about this family. And they don't even give them names. It's mother, father, older brother, younger brother. And they're on this trip. And what I one of the things I love about the movie is that it doesn't feel a need to like tell you everything. Uh, you get little details and there's some things that are left sort of ambiguous like you don't there's you don't know what what's kind of happening or what's and I kind of like that I like the because I think that it when done right and it is here there's discussion of like what's happening with older brother why are they uh why are they trying to get him out of the country they're taking him to Turkey um what is what's going on with his family uh and so it and it has all the tension that you would think in a movie like that but it also has just sort of the normal shenanigans of going on a road trip with your family so it has both so it's not like a heavy movie it's it's light funny but then also tense too it's like does both so well and the and younger brother is absolutely adorable this little boy he is so cute uh ryan sarlacc is his name and uh the mother's wonderful great performance and uh um i just the dad he's got a broken leg and so he's like really crotchety and 
uh, I love the movie. I and I've never seen a movie set in Iran that's in like the countryside of Iran. Like any movie, I not that I've seen tons of Iranian movies, but the ones I have seen have all been in Tehran in the city. So it was so cool to see this new side of this country and the beautiful vistas and and cinematography and everything. And I I just wish that it got more of like a oscar run because i think it's a wonderful film and well, an I mean, amazing debut to be your first movie you know there's always best international film if it, is, is that what they're calling it did they get yeah no i think it got i think it might maybe got selected but um but it's just gotten like no there's like no buzz for it oh that's kind you of you know sad. what i mean let's see i'm looking Oh, maybe like, son, we're going on a road trip awesome why i can't tell you <laughs> yeah i guess uh it did it premiered at cons um but uh maybe it didn't get picked as iran's pick i don't know but uh but that probably has more to do with politics than anything else um because of his dad being in prison and everything but uh but i think it was just a great film uh and uh and so like i said if you have canopy app uh you can watch it on there oh well i love me a good road trip movie so that sounds Mm. sounds really good you'll like it i really think you'll like it it's it's really excellent so that's my last pick we did it (laughs) plus Let us know what you've been watching on Paramount Plus. Uh, I know they have a lot of TV. My sister was just telling me she was watching Twin Peaks, I guess, on Paramount Plus, uh, the old Twin Peaks. Uh, and uh, they've got Survivor on there. They've got, I think, some of Yellowstone. <laughs> a lot of stuff. So check it out. That new uh, Jeremy Renner show, that's on Paramount Plus. Which, big ups to him. I hope he gets better soon. Yeah, that dude yeah. is going through a lot. I hope For he gets sure. better soon yeah definitely so there we go let us know what you think and uh ryan where can people find you uh they can find me on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at ryan cam 20 there's of course my youtube channel just called ryan cam if you all were there for the battlefield earth uh, watch party i thank you all so much it was (laughs) it was a lot of fun but uh jacob and i will be back with life in the movies on wednesday and then uh and then continuing with my road to creed 3 series covering rocky 3 and then covering in the Shyamalan project the last airbender oh jeez but thankfully i'm you going watching to ha- that this week no though no, it the happening was this week oh okay okay oh man i that was 90 minutes that i am never going to get back but <laughs> It's making for a great review. It made for a great review and people really liked seeing me lose lose my sanity over the course of five-ish minutes. So so that's fun. And then the hard thing about Last Airbender is it's just so boring. Yeah. And that is just a dull movie. And uh I mean, at least the happening is kind of spectacularly bad. But even those parts are few and far between. The rest of the time, you're just sitting there like, you're adults. How are you making <laughs> these decisions? But the, any, anyway. Why are you talking about hot dogs? What is going on? Last Airbender <laughs> video. 
will be dropping this coming week, and I will be joined by Mike Thomas, the novice cinephile, who is probably the biggest Last Airbender, Avatar, the Last Airbender fan that I could find. So I'm at least going to have someone to help me cover this truly awful film. But uh, one of the worst. Not check me out, please do. (laughs) Yeah, y'all should definitely check it out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate it. And also check out the Hallmarkies podcast. Got lots of fun stuff going on over there. They started re-airing Dropped a Diva on uh, on um, Hallmark Movies. And uh, I love that show so much. It's one of my favorites. And so we're doing a lot of coverage at Hallmark Hughes podcast of that show. So definitely uh, take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, Check out the Patreon and the merch store. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye, everyone.